Hi, it's Adrienne, and I just wanted to take a moment to welcome you guys into today's episode. I talked last week on my welcome back episode how I was going to be having more interviews to share with you guys, and that coming up first would be a fertility awareness series. So I am so thrilled to share this episode with you today and to be able to share this interview. I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording with Sarah because we had great conversation about fertility awareness methods, the importance of understanding your menstrual cycle, having a period, and um, just everything that comes with that. So I hope that you enjoy listening today and you get a lot out of it. I just want to give my normal disclaimer that none of this is intended to be specific medical advice. Please be sure to talk to educators directly about yourself and to your trusted healthcare professionals before you make any decisions. And yeah, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, I forgot to add at the end of the episode to make sure to find my podcast at Making Better Bites Podcast on Instagram so that we can connect there. We can do Q&As. Tell me how you liked the guests. And yeah, I'm just sharing everything over on that new hub. I will go ahead and link that in the show notes as well as anything else we discuss in today's episode. Without further ado, we will go ahead and get into that sharing with you today with Sarah Kurtanich. All right, welcome back to Making Better Bites. Um, it is Adrienne, your host, and I am here today with Sarah Kurtanich, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about um, fertility awareness method and um, what she knows about that. Um, so I'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, my name is Sarah Kurtanich, and I'm a certified fertility awareness method educator and holistic health coach, and I love helping people with their periods. <laughs> That's awesome. I definitely appreciate that as someone who has had a crappy period in my life. I mean, um, it can be miserable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so starting off, you said you're a certified fertility awareness method educator. What exactly is the fertility awareness method? What does that mean? So fertility awareness method is a well-researched, evidence-based, science-backed method, and there are various types, but it's being aware of your signs of fertility. Your body produces signs throughout the menstrual cycle that makes it possible for you to know when you're fertile and when you're not. That's the easy answer. That's what the fertility awareness method is. So it's using these signs and following a method to achieve your desired reproductive goals, whether that be conception or pregnancy prevention or just overall health knowledge. And um, how did you get started in sharing about the fertility awareness method? What made you want to be certified? Kind of your background and how you came to where you are now. Sure. Um, well, let's see. I took the pill for 10 years, various different types. I started taking it when I was 16 because my cramps were awful. Um, and I always say, you know, universe bless my mother. I mean, she was very health conscious, but people still weren't talking about this stuff when I was 16. Um, she tried to give me, I believe it's Dong Kwai. It's a like Chinese herb in a tea. And she was telling me that this is going to help your cramps. Well, it tasted awful. And at 16, I wasn't going to do that. I was like, nope, I just want to go to our nurse practitioner I just want to get on the pill and it did help with the cramps. Um, but that started like a 10 year 
battle of trying to find the right one, um, which never really happened because in my experience, I ended up getting hormonal acne from taking the pill. And it gave me really, some of them gave me really terrifying mood swings. Um, so finally, you know, enough was enough. I had another health scare that made me kind of look more into reproductive health and the health of myself as a menstruator. And I discovered the cycle syncing method, which was popularized by Alyssa Vitti. Um, and I was like, this sounds really cool. So even while I was still taking the pill, I started to incorporate some of those ideas of just syncing to the in that case, like the moon or the seasons or what part of my cycle I would be in. Um, but eventually, you know, you fall into that rabbit hole. It's hard to get out of it again. I learned that the pill has some pretty um, bad history, like the history of how it was developed. And it's not necessarily the best option for everybody. So I made the decision to eventually, it took me a few times, it was a little bit of a nerve-wracking decision to stop taking the pill, learn how to use fertility awareness method myself. I've been using it since 2014. And after I got certified as a health coach, I knew this was the direction I wanted to go. This was the stuff my friends were always asking me about, menstrual health, hormones, um, and I was really passionate about it. So I sought out a program where I could be officially certified, even though I already knew how to do it and I could teach, but I wanted that extra support and education as to what's actually happening physiologically um, and also just have a tested method to add to what I could share with potential clients. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that you've had the experience of kind of being on the birth control and then transitioning to off mm -hmm. this. I know like for myself, I never started birth control um, from the beginning just because I wasn't certain about it. So then when I talk to others about it, I know they need support from someone who comes from that background as well for people who are on the pill or have um, in the past and want to transition off. It can be really um, helpful so, to have, yeah. um, you know, a plan in place yeah, before you do it. Sure. I did it. I went cold turkey. Um, I don't necessarily oh, wow. recommend that. Yeah, that sounds kind of daunting. <laughs> um, So can you tell us what is the difference then between um, being on some form of synth synthetic birth control versus following the fertility awareness method? Um, so it really depends. And I tend to think of them more as interventive. I don't know if that's an actual word, but it makes sense in my head because these forms mm -hmm. of, you know, birth control are intervening in your bodily process and they do it in different ways some of them just stop the ovulation cycle some of them create inflammation in your body so that um, ovulation can occur and sperm can't swim up your reproductive tract um, mm -hmm. but they are intervening in the process so somehow ultimately you are preventing pregnancy the fertility awareness method is completely based on your body. And it comes down to your paying attention to how your body changes and your biomarkers, your reproductive signs, how they change every day. So there's nothing intervening in the method. You can use additional uh, things like condoms, sponges, those sorts of things if you want additional protection, if you're confident in that, but you don't need 
anything else. You can completely do it very effectively simply based on paying attention to your body. Yeah, that's really cool. That's what I love the most about um, being aware of your cycle. Well, I love every aspect of being aware of your cycle, honestly, and understanding how your hormones are fluctuating. But I think that's such a key thing because it really empowers people to have that control over themselves and not feel like they have to take something externally to um, prevent. They can be aware and control of like of their fertility and knowing Absolutely. whether or not they're fertile at a given time. You know, there's no perfect method of birth control. I'm glad we have all the options. Do I wish the science of some of the other options would improve? Absolutely. Like, right. That's we're humans. We're supposed to continue to innovate. And the only mm-hmm. thing that I really, you know, t- I take issue with, with synthetic birth control at this point is that there's mm-hmm. been no continued effort to make it better. Right. Because exactly. the trouble with it is, is that there are benefits that come with ovulation. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. And more mm-hmm. research is being done that shows the benefits of ovulation, particularly over time, like for right. menstruators after menopause. It, we, that's a whole other conversation. Exactly. But the problem is, is we aren't told that. We're told you don't need a period. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have this cycle. Well, that's not necessarily true because it's just how you're made. Mm-hmm. So your body was designed that this process it's good for you but with interventive birth control you don't get all those benefits yeah so you know it's more just like (laughs) exactly the conversation just needs to be had about like it's not just like here's the pill you can take it every day there's no repercussions it's no it's a daily medication and this is what might happen it could happen these are the things you need to be on the lookout for um Mm -hmm. you deserve a full picture of what you're getting into before you decide what method of birth control you're going to use. Right. Yes. I feel like that is a lot, a big problem that people run into. It's like they were 13, 14, 15 years old having problems. They go to the doctor's office expressing these concerns and it's like an easy thing for the doctor to just say, okay, like, yeah, we'll, we'll start you on some form of birth control. And then they're never given at any point in their life proper, like, sex education, reproductive education to be able to understand the importance of those like bodily functions that like, like you said, we have them, they should be happening. Um, so long-term health benefits. Um, as far as the effectiveness between the two methods, um, I know that's a concern also for people is the fertility awareness method just as good as another, any other form of like pregnancy prevention or, um, where do we fall with that? So it depends on how you use it. It depends on the method. Um, but fertility awareness methods have been shown to be, I think it's 99.6% effective when used perfectly. The pill is 99.7% effective when used perfectly. Okay. It's very effective. Pretty much equivalent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. And so what kind of advice would you give to someone who might be um, hearing us talk about this and is on the fence about um, switching over to like a fertility awareness method, or maybe they've been considering it for months or years in the past. Maybe they've even tried it. What advice would you give them? Um, I would say start before you're actually going to make the transition. You can learn fertility awareness method, get a good handle on what you're going to be doing before you stop. 
make sure you have an alternative method of pregnancy prevention if you need it when you stop, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's a condom or something else, because it's not something you're going to stop taking the pill and be able to use it with 99.6% effectiveness the next day. There is a learning Mm -hmm. process involved and you're going to have to put what you're learning into practice for it to really stick. This is something like you can read all the books about it. You can look up all the facts about it, but you actually have to start practicing awareness of your own body in order for it to become second nature and to become, you know, part of your routine. And you can start that daily check anytime, whether you're using a different form of birth control or not, you can start right now. And the other thing I would tell people is to look into, um, there is a lot of data out there and research about the potential kind of mineral deficiencies that can occur when you're, especially taking like the pill or like synthetic um, birth control of some kind, not necessarily, um, it depends on, again, it depends on what you're using, but look into anything that might help you kind of replenish any nutrients or minerals that the pill might have been possibly depleting in your body. Um, Again, it's, it's just the nature of taking a medication that you just need to pay attention to the effects it could have on your body and do what you can to support it. Even if you do need the medication, if that makes sense, like this isn't me saying like, this is a bad thing. Like this is terrible. No, it's just the nature of the medicine. And you know, if you did need the medicine for a while, great, but you can also support your body while you're taking said medicine. There's a great book out there. I'm pretty sure it's called beyond birth control. Um, by Dr. Jolene Brighton. Um, That's a great book to read before you make the switch. She offers a lot of information about um, potential supplementation. If you were experiencing symptoms before you started taking birth control, it's very possible that they could come back. Mine did. The cramps came back. Um, But luckily I had been doing the prep work ahead of time. So I knew what to try in order to alleviate those. Um, And I did. Um, those are the really things like start before you're ready and do a little bit of research on what you could be doing to support your body nutritionally, which I think you could probably come in there too, before you actually make the switch. And if you're really concerned, you can line up a fertility awareness educator like me, who's also a health coach to coach you through this process. And that's really what I help a lot of my clients with. Yeah, that's awesome. There are so many things even, yeah, continuing on with any type of birth control, you need to understand the medication. I know a lot of times like magnesium, potassium, those kind Mm of um, vitamins, minerals can definitely get depleted. It changes your body's stress levels and um, you can experience lots of different things. Everyone's deficient in magnesium, so. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yep. (laughs) We could all be benefiting from it no matter what. So yeah, there's a lot to know. And, um, so if, if they are thinking about stopping, I think a lot of people have fears, like you said, like their symptoms can come back or they can experience problems with coming off of the pill or any other form of birth control, um, that's, that they've been using. And, um, what do you, what can people typically expect to happen and like how they might feel if they do stop taking birth control? It's definitely dependent on the person. And kind of how well you're preparing your body 
Um, but what happens is like in the case of like the traditional hormonal like pill, it has basically been preventing your brain from talking to your ovaries. It's more complicated, but that's like the simplified version because that's how it happens. Your brain is sending a message to your ovaries to start this process every cycle. So your body has to reestablish that communication. So it might not be immediate. It could take three to six months to get your cycles back to a regular rhythm. Um, that's like the biggest thing is that you have to be patient with yourself. You cannot rush this process. I wish that you could. That's the biggest complaint I hear, I, and I understand it, about fertility awareness is that you can't predict anything. You can only chart and see what your body is doing on any given day. And sometimes your body doesn't always do what you want it to do. So right. you have to be patient with yourself and you have to kind of be okay with that kind of level of for lack of a better word, surrender to the actual rhythm of your own body and paying attention to what your body actually needs, not what anybody else externally is trying to tell you that your body needs or should be doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Yeah, you have to surrender because you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, and it's a very feminine concept, surrender. Mm -hmm. We do not live in a feminine cyclical world. So that's where I find a lot of um, my efforts in coaching come up is because you have to get mm -hmm. used to being more in that feminine energy, like not necessarily male or female, just those like mm -hmm. kind of two halves of this energetic equation. Mm -hmm. You have to let a little bit more of the feminine flow energy into your life for this to not yes. feel really bracing and scary um, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Um, and that's where support can really be helpful. It can really shorten the amount of time that it takes you to feel confident in fertility awareness yeah. method. Um, just last night I was talking to a client who, you know, had a chart and she wasn't really sure what it was saying, but I took one look at it and I was like, your body's giving you all the signs. They're not happening as close together as most people would want just in terms of knowing when you're fertile and when you're not, but they're, they're also right. going through a transition process of having an IUD removed. And I was like, you have to be patient, yeah. but this is one yeah. cycle out and your body's already giving you the signs. Mm -hmm. And of course they're That's like, incredible. Oh, I know, but you need someone to tell you that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No support is a big key. That's, I had a nurse educator when I was learning how to um, track my cycle and um, keeping the chart and things like that. And if I didn't have her, I would have been so lost and I wouldn't have known what to do because like you said, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going on, especially if you've never in your life written down like what you're doing on certain days, whether you're on birth control or not. Like I said, I wasn't. Um, I never had paid attention to my cycle before. I just lived and let it happen because I thought, yeah, I'm healthy, I'm young, it doesn't matter. And, um, once I started writing things down, she was like, oh no, like these patterns, like aren't necessarily normal. We need to look into this. Let's pair up with your doctor and figure out what's going on. Like get to the root of the issue because people think like, oh yeah, like you have a period. So you must know, um, you were taught like education on how it works. 
but really those details of like you have these different stages in your cycle and this is what should be happening this is what you've been experiencing or you'll feel in each different stage and what's going on and what's normal and what's not normal I know I was never taught that I don't know that any of my friends were ever taught that so like just because you have a period doesn't mean you understand a menstrual cycle at all you need someone there to walk you through it I remember I feel like I started getting like what family call it family life health education I think it was the fourth grade which for me was lucky because I was definitely the first kid in my elementary school class to get their period um Mm -hmm. so I was glad that it happened when I I think the first time I ever learned what a period was was nine um but it was in school Mm -hmm. it wasn't at home um and it was basically like this is gonna happen it might suck um take some (laughs) that's what I remember and of course they give you like the little package of you know pads and tampons but you're all like you don't want anybody to see it so you're like running back to your book bag that's my memory right. of that class. I think by sixth grade, maybe I saw the graph of some hormones, but it was just like, here's a picture, not like right. the whole thing and explain that if you are having cramps, you know, maybe it's your diet and, um, you know, you ovulating is good for you. Never heard that. Yeah. No, never, never, never ever. Yeah, similar experience <laughs> to me. Our gym teacher in fifth grade is that a sound? It's like boys in one oh, room, yeah. girls in the mm-hmm. other, and you're gonna you're gonna get a period, and that's basically it. That's it. It's so, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Uh, that's so funny. Um, gosh, yeah, they really need to talk to people about that as life goes on because things change, <laughs> and you need to know. About I mean, it. I'm not the only hope. I mean, my my daughter's five now sharing this period is because mm-hmm. you know I don't really know how other parents operate but my kid walks in on is still on the in the bathroom like when I'm in there mm-hmm. all the time and so mm-hmm. what is that mommy has a period every month it's my body getting rid of stuff it doesn't need it doesn't hurt it's I'm okay yeah and that was all she yeah. needed mom's okay right yeah at that age, but like you've already opened the conversation, which is great. Yeah, the, the sooner you can be embarrassed about. just open up about it, the easier it's going to be to continue to talk about it. For sure. All right. So with tracking, and you talked about like you have a client charting and things like that. What kind of tools would you say? Um, are available ones you recommend for people who want to start tracking their cycle and being aware of their, I guess their menstrual cycle and fertility. If you, I mean, so if you're wanting to track your cycle for fertility awareness, um, I, I typically recommend a paper chart or an app that mimics a paper chart. My favorite one, Mm -hmm. it's called read your body. Um, and it is, I know there's a lot of discussion these days about like data privacy and all of this stuff. Well, the reason I like this one is not only does it mimic a paper chart, but the data never has to leave your phone. And of course, I don't know all the legalities of every single state in the U.S. Right. Um, I live in a state where every I'm, I'm still okay for, for right now. Thank goodness. Um, but the, that app in particular, the data never has to leave your phone. It's, you can opt for like a account where it goes and lives on a server for safety. But what I like is that I just chart my cycle every 
month or however long the cycle is. And then I can download a photograph of it. Oh. Or you can download it as a CSV file too. So you can save it elsewhere. So let's say my phone ever did get subpoenaed. I'm just going to delete all that stuff off my phone. Gone. It lives in a cloud somewhere else. Um, if you have, I really like the app. They incorporate a lot of different options considering the number of fertility awareness methods out there. Um, but it, the way a paper chart is laid out where everything is, you know, on one page, yes. it makes it very easy for comparison's sake. It's super easy to swipe through some photos or stack some paper charts next to each other so you can see what's happening over time. Because that's what you mm-hmm. want to pay attention to. Like, is this cycle mm-hmm. the same? Is something different? Is there anything I need to, you know, look out for next time? Um, those are really the two things I typically tell my clients. There are other apps out there that are similar in that they mimic the paper chart and the data is not going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are not so much using it for fertility awareness and you just want to track your cycle. I mean, you can use a calendar, you can use, there's a wonderful, um, I have one right here, not that they will see it, but there's a company, they make a cycles journal that is really beautiful. And there is a way to also track your, you know, biomarkers, like your basal body temperature and your cervical mucus in here. Um, But it doesn't, to me, I still like the, the chart look of it but in terms of like tracking your other symptoms or the seasonality of your cycle this is great and then there's a company out there called the agenda period that is really great if you're tracking your cycle in terms of like your work they really kind of lay out you know how the different seasons of your cycle can impact um how you work and what you know your superpowers are in terms of getting stuff done or running a business or being an employee um those are the few things I typically recommend to people. Okay, that's good. Lots of options out there then it sounds like. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would just say, you know, if you have any concerns about people looking at what your period is doing, there's lots mm-hmm. of options. I have a paper chart people can download. Do it on paper if you're at all concerned about it. Just do it mm-hmm. on paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's easier anyways, because you can just like write it down. That's how I learned mm-hmm. it's just writing it down on, and um, they had a chart for me and there was stickers and stuff yeah, at the time, like, like when I first started. Yeah, I teach people how to use um, colored pencils, like it's a color coded oh, system. Nice. Um, but I tell people just like keep a note open on your, like keep a note on your phone and then, you know, of what you might be observing throughout the day. And then at the end of the day before bed, you go look at your notes and you fill out your chart. Yeah. It's really not that complicated. It's really not. I would no, just say, write, you know, make a note of anything that you see pop up during the day so you don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is important. Mm-hmm. And then also with the days, you don't want them to run together. Also like, that. Mm-hmm. But if you put it down in your notes. Right. You, you just make a quick note of phone. You can delete it later. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would keep a clip. I would keep the chart on a clipboard in my bathroom with a pencil and I would just fill in what I, you know, everything every day. And then like halfway through the cycle or at the end of every cycle, I'd make a little ritual of going back through and like filling in any gaps, putting in the the colors and, you know, comparing it to the last one. So making it a little Mm -hmm. sacred is also kind of just a nice activity in terms of reestablishing your relationship with your menstrual cycle. Make it special. Yeah. What is... 
Um, so then what would you say is like your favorite thing about tracking your cycle and being aware of your fertility? Um, gosh, my favorite thing about it is it, it just provides so much room for grace in my opinion. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm having a rough day and everything just really is rubbing me the wrong way. And I know I'm in my like late luteal phase. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily an excuse to act that way. Right. But I know why I'm having a hard time. And I know Mm -hmm. to make note of the things that are bothering me because there's a reason that they're bothering me. And in a different point in my cycle, I can address them. Mm Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, that's, I yeah. just, I love the amount of, for lack of a better word, data. And I don't necessarily mean in like scientific, like hard data, but just how mm-hmm. much I'm able to learn about myself and know about myself right. on any given day, because I know what my body is doing. Yes. And it fundamentally shifted how I live my life in my body. It changed Mm -hmm. when I finally decided to just accept my body as a menstruator. It changed my relationship with my body. It changed so many things for the better. And that's Mm -hmm. really probably why I'm so passionate about it. Because more Mm -hmm. people deserve to wake up to the fact that their body's amazing. The fact that it can go through this process over and over and over again and provide so many benefits is amazing and unfortunately we live in a society that doesn't yet quite acknowledge that and most of the information that we hear about bodies and health and wellness was not designed for someone who menstruates no and we suffer for it unfortunately so the more people I can help reestablish this connection to their seasonal cyclical nature um the better Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, or I do I try to mention that to remind people like for um people who have a menstrual cycle, you are functioning your hormones and your fluctuations and your energy levels are all based off of that like 24 to 35ish day like time frame whereas someone who doesn't it's like you wake up and their bodies run in that 24 hour time period and that's how their hormones fluctuate. And so Obviously, our society and our days all go in a 24-hour, like, Monday through Friday business hour cycle. So being able to embrace. Yeah, even that is a pretty modern invention. Like, even humans who did have a – who only function on the circadian rhythm still benefit Mm -hmm. from a – could still benefit from a lunar and seasonal approach. Interesting. So, you know, like I said, it's a conversation for another day, but like humans used to live, even in terms of the circadian rhythm, the amount of sunlight and the amount of nighttime changes throughout the year and humans should Mm -hmm. adjust accordingly, but we don't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I agree. My body definitely can feel the sun when the sun is up Mm -hmm. and when it's down and I am ready to sleep as soon as it starts getting dark. Exactly. So that's really what I meant by that, is that all humans used to operate this way. Correct. Right, right, right. You know, 40-hour, all-year-long work, five days a week, is a a fairly modern human invention. Um, And I think at this point, many would argue it's it's not a good one. (laughs) 
No, leaving when it's dark out and coming home and it's dark out and you never see the sun, it's not healthy mm, at all. Not at all. We're not doing ourselves any favors across the board, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, this is a great conversation. I'm really glad that you were able to come on today. Thank you so much um, for having me. I feel like, yeah, of course. Where can people find you um, on social media or wherever, anything you want to share about people who might be interested in what you've been talking sure. about? Sure. So you can always find me on Instagram. It's at Sarah Kurtanich. Um, and if you you know were to type sarahkurtanich.com into a web browser, my website would pop up as well. Um, and there you can find information about how to work with me. If you think you want to use fertility awareness, whether you want it to, you know, transition off of birth control now to eventually get pregnant or to never get pregnant. Um, I've mm -hmm. used it for all the things. I have one five-year-old now and she was very much planned and we used awareness <laughs> to make her too. Um, so you can find information about how to work with me on my website and on Instagram. The main way that you can do that is through the Cycle Circle. It's my very comprehensive fertility awareness method course. You can do it on your time, but there's a lot of community and support opportunities built in. So you can find information about that in all the places, or you can you know shoot me a message on Instagram and we can set up a time to chat. All right. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So definitely reach out to her if you have any other questions or you want to um, get started in understanding fertility awareness. And um, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you for joining us here on Making Better Bites. And I hope this helps you to make better bites. Have a good day. Bye.